Hey, so I'm still Cheryl, a compulsive overeater in Johannesburg, South Africa. I weigh and measure my free meals from the copyright gray sheet each day, which I've written down, committed to my sponsor, and I don't eat anything that I haven't committed or in between my meals, no matter what. And abstinence is the most important thing in my life without exception. And I'm so grateful today to be abstinent from the 1st of January, 2020. Um, as you can hear, my abstinence date was another, another New Year resolution. Um, you know, I was always starting the next diet on Monday or the 1st of January or the first opportunity or the first month. And yeah, I think that that was a pattern that just went throughout my life. Um, I'm not going to say too much about my childhood, save to say that I think that I was a compulsive overeater, even in the womb. Um, my parents were both uh, food addicts and dysfunctional. And so, you know, even though they didn't wake up in, every day and say, how can they mess up my life? Um, the damage, abuse and trauma runs very, very deep. And I ate for decades. You know, food is the good girl drug. Um, I never touched drink. I never touched drugs. But food was... Yeah, I guess my greatest friend and ultimate enemy. Um, so I just could not let go of my parents' legacy. Just going from diet to diet and from a very early age, just thinking that my life will only be perfect um, when I'm thin. Um, my mother took me to a diet doctor at five because... She couldn't look at her overweight children, notwithstanding that she was also overweight. And I'm the oldest of three daughters. Um, so, yeah, I lived to eat um, from a very, very early age. And dieting was my profession. Um, as I said, I started dieting at age five. Um, yeah, you know, um, I was very spoiled from a very young age. My mother was brought up in an orphanage, and so she was very critical and negative by nature. And so, you know, it just rubbed off on all of us. And, yeah, so I'm just going to really say what it was like very briefly, um, what happened and what it's like now. Um, from living to eat, and I mean living to eat. I let life pass me by. I was a spectator in my own life. I, um, yeah, you know, I lost myself at a very early age. Um, there was just no emotional part of me. I only used to see my head. There was no body. My body and my head were not connected. Um, I've experienced so much shame in my life and people-pleasing and being an Oscar performance actress because all I ever did was just be whatever anyone wanted me to be. And also, um, 
you know, it's not to say that as long as the outside looked okay, it was it wouldn't have mattered what went on inside because the outside didn't look okay. You know, everyone could see on my body what I was doing with food. But for me, um, it was just, you know, as long as I people pleased and was approved of, then, you know, that would get me through. Um, it's been a painful, painful life. And in fact, it's so difficult for me to share. Um, since I've been abstinent, I think I've shared only once because I couldn't even talk. I couldn't string a sentence together if it was about me. Um, you know, I'm very good at my work and my craft and I can talk endlessly about that, but I could never say anything about me. And when I did, it was just negative. So it's been, this Gracie journey has been absolutely miraculous. Um, I had known about Gracie before this abstinence. And in fact, um, some years ago, I treated Gracie as diet. And it was the first time in my life that I ever reached my goal weight for three minutes. And then I started putting it all back on again with interest and the interesting thing was I could not could not think of doing a fourth step um, I've been around 12 step rooms for many years just doing the 12 step walls one two three one two three I could not do a fourth step and there was no ways that I was going to be able to look at myself at all Anyway, last year, for the first time ever, I did the most profound, profound fourth step with my wonderful step sponsor. Um, I have a separate food sponsor and a separate step sponsor. And I think that my step sponsor thought I wouldn't stick around. So she said she wants to sponsor me even if I don't do gracious. So we separated that, and it's been an absolute blessing. I think that um, I've grown more since this abstinent journey than I have in all the years of my life. And yeah, today I'm 60, alive and well, with some body pains and aches, I guess, but abstinent and so, so grateful. Um, I had a son when I was 30, and, you know, that became my role. I was always playing roles. I was the workaholic. I was the mother. Um, I wasn't me, that's for sure. And even in those old days, I used to pray and just say, please, God, let me just survive until my child's 21 because, honestly, I was, the eating that I used to do, such copious amounts, used to scare even me. I couldn't afford my habit. My sister had to help me with money. <laughs> and um, thank God my son will, please God, be 30 in October this year. And so I really feel blessed and that my being alive is an absolute miracle because honestly, if I really, really weighed ever, what for the amount I ate, I don't know how many tons, tons I would have weighed, but I did eat myself all the way up to 400 pounds. 
I think I've got a couple of pictures. I don't know if I put them against the screen if you're going to be able to see. Um, so that's my son and I. Um, yeah, when he was just a little boy. I'm not sure if you can see it so well. I need to try and just get the screen on better. Let's see. Oh, I'm not sure if you can see it. It's a bit dark. I'll just put the light on there. Let's see. So that's a bit better. So that's me and my sunshine, as I call him. And then, you are. this is a horrible picture of me, like, really. And this wasn't at my biggest, you know. This was just, like, you know, when I, middle, I guess. And then I'll just show one other. Um, I haven't got many pictures. I never posed for pictures. They just happened randomly because uh, I wouldn't have any pictures taken. There's other people in this picture, so I'll just try and hide it. Let's see if you can see. So that's it. And so, yeah, you know what? It's been a life of torment, a life of torture, a life of punishment, a life of just never getting off my own case about this weight and weight and weight. And, you know, it wasn't ever about the food. It was about the weight. But I never knew that I was a compulsive overeater. I never knew that I had a disease. You know, I just thought I didn't have enough willpower. Um, yeah. I always say my life was an absolute mess and unmanageable. But I'm learning today that in every mess, there's a message. And um, it's been... That's 10 minutes, Cheryl. That's 10. Thank you. My life has been so chaotic. And the serenity that I have today is just an absolute blessing. I, It's like, it's not me. Um, dealt with a lot of loss in this last year. My partner of 13 years, who I can tell you I was not myself with for one day. I just wasn't myself. Passed away in October last year. And now I'm getting to know and appreciate and care for the real and authentic me. Um, his brother passed away six weeks later. And a month ago, a friend of mine that had started Gracie, a month before that, passed away. So, yeah, she was also a compulsive overeater. So I've dealt with a whole lot of loss. And I just know. I was thinking about it when I was driving home from the office today, and I just thought, I shudder. I just absolutely shudder if I was alone, as I am now, and I was eating. I'd be at every takeout and just bring mounds and mounds and mounds of food home. But in the meantime, I've been abstinent since I've been on my own, which is just a miracle because um, I've actually never lived alone. That's the funniest thing, that this is the first time I'm alone and I'm loving it. I'm just like getting to really, really know me. Um, yeah, today I do feel gratitude knowing myself um yeah it's i know that the mind is a powerful ally and my dangerous enemy um food used properly is a nutritional gift 
and a life source, you know. But the way I've used food all of my life, it is just not even human. And then I always used to say, oh, my mother used to say, you eat like an animal. But, you know, now that I look at animals, animals don't overeat. They eat a lot and they they satisfied, you know. It's just the funniest thing. Um, yeah, there's so much I can say. Um, it's true that um, I can really see clearly now. The fog has gone. My thinking and my mind is crystal clear in comparison to the fog that I lived in all of my life. Um, yeah, I guess that enough was never enough. The mental obsession has been completely removed. There's absolutely no dialogue in my head. When I put that food on the scale, that humble scale, I call it, three times a day, it's a spiritual act for me because who would have thought that I would be satisfied with the amount of food that we have? I mean, I can eat volume. And um, you know what? It's just beyond my wildest dreams, really and truly. Um, yeah, I guess that um, I have, oh yeah, yesterday, I'll just say quickly, yes, on, on Saturday, I actually tripped and had a fall. And I know that if I hadn't shed the weight that I've shed, and I don't say lost, because otherwise I find it again, um, I wouldn't have been able to get up off my all fours and I got up in a second and thank God, you know what, it's a miracle. I mean, I'm just so like intrigued and blessed that I didn't injure One myself. Minute One minute left, Cheryl. Okay, so I'm going to end then with a poem that I wrote. I think it might be a few seconds longer than a minute. So it's called Awakening. So it goes, could I know life or the qualities I possess? Could this sick head ever cease to obsess about the issues which had become far too weighted, never believed they would halt, they'd continued unabated, obsessed with weight, resultant self-hate, obsessed with addiction, major affliction, Obsessed with compulsion, utter revulsion. Obsessed with calamity, nothing short of insanity. Obsessed neg negativity, unbalanced relativity. Obsessed with strife and robbed of alarm. Decades of torment, self-loathing and a will to perish. Replacing this life I'd been given to cherish. Unable to face the pain of my past. Awakening, finally, I feel freer at last. Loving myself, the solution I was told. Could I really do so? Was I so bold? Feelings of entitlement, worthiness and caring. Due to me, do I deserve such daring? The wasted years often overwhelmed me with grief. But now that I've finally turned over a new leaf, I trust each day that the Lord shall guide, strength, vision, and hope 
abundantly provide. Now I lost it. Okay. Three meals I prepare and enjoy each day, no matter what, come what may. Yeah, 18 months in the solution am I. No turning back, to do so means done. Walking the steps daily with God at my side reveals a melting pot of the flowing false pride. Learning of gifts in every struggle if I only remain willing to work through the muddle. One day at a time, I feel blessed and feel grateful. Between being true to myself, I rely on as faithful. Praise the Lord, for today I feel free, free to explore the authentic me. Edging closer to goal weight, the imaginary line. Did I ever contemplate the reality in this lifetime of mine? Oh, and emotionally transforming, transforming, spiritually adoring whilst mourning. Whilst we are aware there's no cure for this rampant disease, day after day we go forth in peace. On our abstinent journeys, whether near or far, on the quest to touch our unreachable star. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you all for your service and thanks for listening. Love you all.